0: Michael Wiafe thinks big. He attributes his mindset to his experience as an immigrant. At only nine months old, he moved from Gimby, Ethiopia to the Inland Empire. His ability to see the world in a broader context helped him get into San Diego State University, assume the student presidency for CSSA, and just recently became a graduate. He really is able to point out how being a person of color, specifically black, in a position of power affected his perspective on politics, and he talks about how he can use politics to change the world. He knows that politics is a big player in how we can create systemic change, and talks about how minorities and people of color should get involved and why we should get involved. What's up, everyone? I'm super excited to be here with Michael Wiaffe, who I actually met through a conference in which we were both speakers of and. It was a, honestly a privilege to be on the same stage as you. And um, like with that, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great, and
0: thank you for the thank you for the great introduction. Today's a today's a great day. Yeah, always a great day, right? <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, I, like I said, I, I'm really excited about your your episode. Um, I've read up on things that you've done. I know that you're president of the CSU board, and I know that you've just done already amazing things and great things for students, and you're going to move on to do great things for everyone, um, wherever you choose to, you know, you decide to go. Um, So with that, can you start us off with a a small bio, a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Um, So my
1: name is Michael Wiafe, uh, as mentioned, and I just graduated actually from San Diego State um, with a bachelor's degree in political science. I'm moving on to grad school in the fall at UC Berkeley um, to get a master's in public policy. I just finished my term as president of the Cal State Student Association very recently. And I just actually started my internship at the Public Policy Institute of California, um, which has been great so far. And I do have to give a quick disclaimer that these are my personal opinions and my thoughts. Um, Of course, not of the organizations that I represent um, and and participate in, but I was born uh, in Gimby, Ethiopia, very far away from, from here in California. Um, moved here when I was a young child and nine months old. My dad is from Ghana. And my mom is from Zambia. Um, they met in college in Malawi and moved to Ethiopia, where me and my sisters were born, and moved here to Southern California, the Inland Empire. Uh, most people uh, don't know what the Inland Empire is. So basically, it's about two hours east of LA,
0: around Riverside and San
1: Bernardino um lived there basically all my life and then moved to college in san diego and um now up here in the bay area for i've been here for four days now um so yeah i'm super interested in policy and politics and very interesting time to be in this field
0: yeah i mean to say the least like it's the most interesting time to be in that field um and can you start us off with a little bit more about what you're going to talk about today
1: Sure. So I I plan on talking about, you know, the the different aspects of policy and even being um a a black man in policy right now and in politics and in kind of in that world um, of trying to create change, a system systematic change really and systemic change um, that you can put down on paper uh, and and is really the way in my opinion that is going to create change that lasts for generations. Um, mm-hmm every single rule that we see in, in every way, shape and form was created by a person or created by a group of people. And I think oftentimes we forget about that. And um, I also think you know, government it- itself is created and is a group of people. Um, people that can be influenced, people that have their own priorities um and people who can also be changed uh and that's where we get to political participation and voting um and all of that good stuff and i'll, I'll talk a little bit about how i got interested in it um did not come out the womb interested in politics
0: that <laughs> much for sure um but plants hit some of those areas yeah um a quick question i did want to ask is did you ever have some sort of experience as a person of color that guides kind of like your your values your moral compass um as you're moving towards like this political like battleground really you have so many different ideas coming at you
1: yeah um that's a really good question i think it's a lot of it is influenced by you know personal um personal affected how I've been personally affected by policy um you know being an immigrant um being a black man being um, low income for a lot of my life, my family's doing a lot better now, but for the majority of my life, we were quite low income. Um, I think all of those personal experiences affect it, but also understanding other people. Um, you know, we're, it's a very diverse state that we're in in California. I grew up in a diverse area. It's, um, you know, diversity of beliefs, diversity of um, incomes, racial diversity and so understanding that some things may not affect me personally in a certain way but it may affect the person sitting next to me in some sort of way and i should feel something about that and have empathy towards others um so i think that you know if i had to think of one kind of north star of policy it's um that your where or how you were born should not affect your ability to to reach your goals um and i think right now there are just so many factors um, that you know you're born in this part of the state you have all of these things that are likely going to happen to you you're born this race well now you have to look out for this 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 and that and that just should
0: not be the case why do you think it's so important for people of color to be involved in politics and involved in these conversations
1: oh yeah um as i mentioned before you know um every elected official is guided by their own beliefs by their own background and we need that representation to be to, to be happening at the highest decision making levels. An example is that in the United States Senate, in the history of the United States, the what 3 300 almost 400 a year history of the US, there's only been 10 10 black US senators. Um, and these are the people who appoint Supreme Court judges, these are the people who appoint, you know, top elected positions, these are the people who create legislation and there's only ever been 10 people who share their same skin color as me to ever be on that floor and we 10 people can't pass anything and they haven't all been there at the same time. Um, (laughs) and to put some of that in perspective as well, Barack Obama was the fifth. So, um, all that happened in the past 16 years, uh, that five people got elected. And now I believe there's three. Yeah. There's three currently in the Senate. Um, but we need that representation. We need people to go to, out to their community, someone who looks like them, is able to understand their background um, and their beliefs and to do something about it. And all the laws that we see, exactly as it was mentioned before, all the laws that we see were created by people. The problem is those people didn't look like us. And yeah. so, <laughs> you know, all the problems that we face, all the little things that happen, we have people governing our lives who have never stepped in our shoes. And that's where, that's where that representation really is critical. Um, and we've had some, we've had many communities in this country that have never seen an elected official come from their grounds, um, or to be able to make a difference for the people that they came from and represent. And I, you know, I think in order to really see huge systemic change change on paper there is change on paper and then there's change that you know is cultural change and change off of paper but in order to see change on paper we need to elect these people into the positions and we need to have advocates that are pushing for for these things to happen as well even even if it isn't someone who understands that the the, the activists and the advocates need to make sure that the the elected officials have this on their agenda and the elected officials need to make sure in get that pressure from the public to actually make it happen. Um, that's why we have re-election, everyone except for judges. That's why we have, we have re-election for you know, Congress members, state legislators, the president, because they have to be accountable to the public. Um, the public has to put that pressure. But we've seen in many past recent years, especially with voting suppression, that the public hasn't been able to apply that same pressure and therefore become disenfranchised and therefore don't vote. Um, but that's that's one of the the major pillars of getting that difference made
0: yeah and i know that's like a a bigger conversation than you know just talking about your journey and it's something that could probably like you could probably talk about for days on end Um, oh
1: yeah (laughs) and even even you know the uh the, the feeling of being the only person in a room who has my experience um you know at first terrifying terrifying i mean it's hard, especially when you're a newcomer, to walk in and be like, yeah, everything you're saying will not work for this amount of people, and here's why. And it takes a, a level of you know, backbone. I, I think people who look like me that are in um, powerful positions will grow over time, um, because you're walking grounds where people who look like you have never walked, and you're breaking down those barriers, which is absolutely necessary, but sometimes really isn't easy.
0: My, my immediate question is, how do you do that? Like, how do you, how are you, mentally strong enough to deal with all that pressure and all that sometimes even judgment coming from those from those the eyes that are that have made these laws in our country
1: um i i'll say it take it took time it it wasn't you know something that i i walked into positions and, and immediately was just like yeah i'm here <laughs> um but once once you gain in yourself that you belong that your voice is necessary. And I think the longer that you're there and you fight and make those differences and you see those changes, you know, I've had people come back and apologize and say, you know, when you first brought this up, I was against it and I wasn't for it, but now I actually see the difference that you're going for. Um, and your perspective is valued. And those are the moments that remind me like, okay, I am doing the right thing. Um, I am fighting the right fight that, that I feel good about. Um, but you know, the, the, the sad reality is it's also being comfortable with losses. Um, you're not going to win them all. Definitely not going to win them all. And politics is unfortunately a game. It is a game. And sometimes it's about who you know, not what you know. And it's about the way you say it, not what you're saying. And so there's, there's also those, those aspects to it as well as the, you know, sometimes you have to take a loss here in order to take a win here. And it's sometimes making those, you know, those judgments, those decisions. Of course, I've stayed up late at night. Um, wondering whether I made the right decision. I've, Um, you know, I've walked around my room in circles, uh, for hours on end, trying to make sure that, you know, I go the direction that's right. But, um, something that I would encourage to, to people who are maybe people of color or first generation or, or are breaking barriers in, in their field, whether it's, um, gender barriers, whether it's sexuality or, or anything, um, you know, remember that you're, you're breaking those barriers and that your perspective, your perspective is important, um, And also remember to lift as you climb, because you're not gonna be there forever. You're not, and that's the reality. And so you need people who come up after you that are able to get to where you've been um, in order to make the change that needs to happen. Because this, this change, especially when it comes to politics and policy, it'll never be quick. It'll never be quick. And a lot of it will take time. And sometimes it's all about, sometimes your purpose of being there isn't to see a project through to the end, but it's to lay down the groundwork and pass it on to someone else. Uh, and feel comfortable knowing that, you know, that someone else is gonna have to take up the mantle. Um, and that's the future generation as well. Even though I'm, I'm pretty young myself, you know, um, I've already begun to see how, um, how some some fights are going to take long beyond my lifetime and just making sure that the conversation continues.
0: And I love what, the, what you said about like, sometimes you have to lift, lift as you go, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, lift as you Climb Lift as you climb Um, And I usually ask this later on, like as we're ending, but with that, like what advice would you give someone who is looking to be like in a political position and looking to lift others as they climb up the ladder?
1: Um, Yeah, that's a really good question. I I would say keep your ego to the side. (laughs) Um, That's the first one. You know, I think definitely at first you see someone who's younger than you, who is possibly doing better than you. And you, your immediate thought, especially in politics, will be like, shut them down. Nope. You, you know, you can't get in my way, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, everyone is everyone's different. You have your own strengths, they have theirs. But it's important that you're all in there for the same fight. Yeah. Um, and so the first thing would be as you're in your role, as you're making the difference that you want to create, also have one, one eye on the paper in front of you, but one eye to the side looking for others who are going to be able to join your coalition or join your fight or take up the mantle after you leave um, and, and try to foster those, try to foster them, try to build their relationships. I, I also often think about the people in my past, I'm sure in your past too, who did little things that made a big thing, made a big difference for you, but was something little to them. An example would be, you know, I have some people um, that I know that I send articles to. If I read an interesting political article, I'll just send it over really small on my part because I read political articles, articles all the time. But some people have gotten back and been like, you know, that article that you sent me, you know, I've been thinking about it all day and and this and that. Or um, when I was a student leader, um, some meetings, I'd be like, hey, do you want to go to this meeting with me? For me, it's like, okay, I just bring someone with me to a meeting, but that meeting can make a really big difference. And I was that person. I was the one that somebody said, hey, I I will never forget this day. He goes, you want to go to this meeting? I don't want to go. I'm kind of tired today. And I was, like, I was like, yeah, I want to go. I went to this meeting, changed my life. I don't think I would have made it um, as far as I did in student government if I didn't go to that one meeting. And that was something small on their part that is you know, big on my part. And so sometimes it's just doing little things that you might see as small, but in reality, are big to someone else and could be the changing point um, to them being able to get to where they need to be and being able
0: to support people through that and take those personal sacrifices. Yeah, that's great. I I think that, like, just hearing that, that kind of gives me the chills, not just because, like, it's so true, but it's because by saying that you are enabling so many different people to do just that, which is help others through giving some sort of, like, small opportunity to them. Because sometimes, like, if we don't think about it, we simply can't do it. And so putting that on the forefront of our minds and our thoughts allows us and enables us to do it you have any sort of resources that we can share in the description that maybe can help people understand a little bit more about whether it be like student government or just simply like actual like government within uh like representatives or assembly members yeah
1: um hmm. so uh something that i use um quite a bit is well there's ledge tracker for those who really get into it and if you really want to straight read the bill language and see what bills get introduced but I think one of the more critical things is to know who your representatives are know your legislators Um, there are some links that I I can send you if you want to include them you know find your California legislator find your congressional representative learn what district you're in also know the different types of districts that exist know what city you're in um, and you know the apps that you can download on your phone people to follow on Twitter I personally, I don't expect anybody else to do this, but I listen to at least 20 minutes of news a day um, Mm. just to get, you know, kind of the rundown of what's going on. And all of that will build up. Um, When it comes to student leadership, you know, that one's a lot more difficult because every campus is different. But, you know, I'd say walk in, literally physically walk into the, the office and say, hi, I wanna to talk to somebody <laughs> about what's going on on campus. And sometimes that'll get, you, that'll get you pretty far. Not many people do that. And sometimes that's all they wanna, all they wanna hear. Or you could also call your representative's office. I used to intern um, for a Senator and for a Congressman. Most of the people who call were just angry. They were angry people. Um, and it was not many times that somebody called with an actual legitimate concern. They just right. wanted to vent, which is okay. But if you, you know, if we're actually trying to create change or trying to find out more information, they're really helpful places that want to hear from you and want to be engaged with you. But um, a lot of people just don't go that extra step.
0: Yeah, my first thought is that we should be learning this in school, like in high school. Like we should be learning who our representatives are, who our senators are. And some people do. Um, like I know I did somewhat, but we never dived into de- like detail what that was, right? We have to reclaim our power. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was trying they to say. They come to you.
1: They were they respond to you. I mean. If here's the thing, and, and I, I remember this from being in a legislative office, you get one person that calls cool, you get hundreds of calls, Something's about to change. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they're very conscious to what the public is saying, because they're the people who are going to get them to keep the job.
0: Yeah, I think we forget that, you know, it's like we have so much power that we sometimes forget about. And we need to reclaim that, like, once and for all, especially in the moment that we are, we're in today.
1: And they want you to forget your power. I mean, not everybody, but a lot of them want the public to stay silent so they can do whatever they want to do, help their friends, get more money in their pockets. Um, but remember the power is with the people and yeah. you, you only have as much power as you believe you have. And the, the system is not perfect. <laughs> but <laughs> if, if, if people actually come out and, and push back and realize again that every rule, everything is by people and that we are people ourselves, that we can flip that into our power. And, and yeah. it just it just takes that movement and continued um, continued dedication.
0: Yeah, and and as we're ending off, I want to mention something really quickly. What would you tell someone who is totally against politics? Like you know that person that's always like, you know, politics isn't going to change anything. Um, imagine you're talking to that person right now. What would you tell them?
1: Uh, wow. Well, I would say a lot to them. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I would go on a very long rant, but I would probably start off with why they think that way um and and see if i can get to it in that way but but also um i think uh ironically covid has changed that quite a bit i i had a friend in fact one of my best friends that would constantly tell me you're wasting your time the why government's a waste of time and then was one of the first people to call me up and said so you said (laughs) 1200 right um and how do they reach that number? How am I gonna get it? And I said, well, politics. Um, and, and point to things that we see with our own two eyes that actually came from politics. But I would also say to them um, that they don't have to um, be in politics, they don't have to participate all too much, but they should say their point of view and that their perspective matters and that they shouldn't just waste their vote, if, uh, waste their vote and, which is an num- enumerated version of your voice if you have it um, and there's a lot of people in this country who can't vote for many different reasons um, whether you're not a citizen which i wasn't until i was 16 whether um, you know whether you're formally incarcerated or um, you know system impacted that would really like to vote and if you're not going to do it for yourself then do it, do it for them but i would also the, the final thing i'll say about it whether or not you have an interest in politics and policy politics and policy has an interest in you and it yeah. will affect your life whether you like it or not so you might as well take a couple minutes um, pay attention to what's going on have your voice heard and at least influence that process
0: uh well before we end i want to say like thank you so much for just like one helping us learn a little, little bit more about how we can be more involved in our politics and kind of your journey and your story to be a politician because i have no doubt in my mind that you're going to achieve that in one day And and I think it, it's really inspiring and motivating and I, and I try to say this to every one of my podcast guests every time they come on is that you motivate me to be a better person and you motivate everyone that is listening to be a better person themselves. Um, well thank so, you yeah. that really means a lot
1: and thank yeah, you for of all course. getting our voices out it's, it's really important. Uh, I'll, I'll tell a quick story if we have a little bit of time. Um, I When I was an intern in, the, in, in one of the offices I applied actually I applied to eight internships when i was a freshman i heard back from four um no i heard back from six i got into four and i chose two so i i kind of whittled it down but on my third day of one of the internships i had this meeting and i went to this meeting and i actually met the staff of another office that i applied to that i actually just never heard back from they never Mm -hmm. responded to my email i met them that night they responded to my email and said hey sorry this was in the inbox um i think we met you today but if you're interested in still being a part of our office this and that and so you know i didn't get a response immediately but once they met me they were like oh maybe that's somebody we want and my name stuck around even if i didn't get a response so you never know you know who you never know sees you your eyes that are you know all that that, that can go on i just i think of it as a funny moment um I was hurt at the time but <laughs> now it's just a funny moment and just a representation of just how, you know, there are eyes on you even if you don't think that they are. So, um yep. you know, keep keep doing you and, and there will be somebody who notices.
0: Yeah, is there anything else you want to say um that you want to leave us off with? Um I think I think I would say, you know, that no voice
1: is too small. Hmm. And sometimes it could feel that way and um no perspective is irrelevant and you know a lot of times especially on social media in this world of social media um which by the way we're the only generation to grow up with it can feel like your voice can be small you might not get a lot of likes nobody could be watching your things etc cetera, etc cetera. but just having it and using it um and consistently doing so and having that personal belief you know there's 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 something that um this one time We had an election. It was a smaller election. I didn't vote for myself. Now, before, I just didn't want to look like the person that was like, you know, yeah, I'm going to vote for me. But I was like, let me abstain. Let me be nice. But then there was someone who came up to me after. In this election, we tied. I tied with my opponent three times in a row. Wow. Um, And they didn't vote for themselves either. So, you know, there was that as well. Um, But someone actually flipped on me to vote for the other person. And that's how the, the election got broke. And that person came up to me after the election. I was so mad. I was like, why would you flip on me? Um, <laughs> but they came up to me and said, why would I vote for someone who wouldn't vote for themselves? Mm. And the reason why it was me that got flipped on was because I, it went in alphabetical order. My last name's W, so I was the second person. And if I voted for myself, I would have won. And they were like, you had the chance. You had the chance to vote for yourself and you didn't so why should I believe in you if you don't believe in yourself and that really stuck with me and sometimes you have to start with yourself believe in yourself and then other people will start to believe in you and sometimes that's where it has to begin but other times other people will believe in you and then you start to think hey maybe I should say something <laughs> uh, that's how I began I didn't believe in myself at first other people thought that I can
0: do it and, you know I
1: started to learn that the belief in yourself is sometimes the most important fire because sometimes you're alone. Yeah.
0: yeah well. It's been a pleasure. Honestly, I know that everyone who's listening really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And first and foremost, again, thank you. And like I, like I said, I, I, can give you, I can give you enough props for everything you've done and everything you're going to do in the future. And thank you for coming onto the podcast. Well,
1: thank you. That, that really means a lot to me. And thank you for doing all this. And, and you're also an inspiration.
0: So first of all, I want to say thanks for listening to this truly inspiring story. Michael's going to go on and do some truly amazing things that is going to affect the person of color community enormously. But I want to take this opportunity to say that we're actually changing up the way that we run and structure this podcast. So if you have any sort of feedback, comments, or suggestions for us to improve and to keep on improving our podcast, I would highly encourage you to click the survey link in our bio So you could submit some feedback or just DM us or comment some feedback onto our latest post on social media, um, on any platform really, at First View Podcast. We really appreciate it and we really appreciate your, your continuous support and listening to our podcast. We're really truly trying to create a change and our team is working extremely hard to do this. Once again, if you want to submit some feedback, please let us know. You could DM us, comment, or turn in that survey. Thank you so much and I hope you have a great day.